This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. As always, I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Corey, also known as the Bayou, Bayou Benders. Little stutter there. But uh, yeah, we've taken a big hiatus. Um, we only meant to do it for a week, but uh, honestly, not a lot's happened. And, you know, I think we deserved the break. How, how about you, buddy? I think we deserved it. Yeah, bud, you know, uh, I, didn't, I didn't expect it to go as long as it did, but, you know, I'm not complaining. I got a little bit of rest. There hasn't been much to talk about, but this is definitely the if we could have started any week, this is the best one. We just got some of the craziest news, you know, <laughs> based off what's going on with the, the draft picks now. So this is a great week to jump back in. Because I'm sure last week we would have just had to find something to fucking talk about, you know, just uh, – I don't know, but I'm excited to be back. You know, man, it's it's been a minute, and uh, I'm just happy to be here, man. Yeah, it's actually – it's been almost as long – for us since we've talked to we uh both had some stuff we had to do kind of get done you know some personal stuff to do handle with I know, I know there's not a lot to do right now but it was I think it was nice we got a little bit of a vacation no it was, and, it was you know, definitely we, needed you know so um, I appreciate the the network allowing it to happen and uh, I'm just ready to get back to some content man yeah, and this way we're not stretching anything. We've got a lot to talk about now, so hopefully we can get some quality that's not just us kind of stretching out some pointless, you know, side information that doesn't really matter. But, you know, moving on to the big – I think we've beat around the bush for a while. There's some absolutely <laughs> amazing news that I jumped out of my seat for because you know damn well I was watching the draft lottery. Yeah, I was uh, unfortunately at work, but my fucking phone was lighting up in the in the Slack group. These poor guys are just fucking <laughs> losing it. Oh man, the Detroit Detroit boys were not happy in our uh, <laughs> hockey podcast network group chat. They were losing it, but you know what? I um, I gotta say, I was not surprised. The worst team does not win the first overall pick. We saw it happen to the Avs a few years ago. There is some consolation. They picked Kale McCarr. However, you know, it, it's a different draft. I don't – people kind of go back and forth. I personally believe that this is one of the stronger drafts in recent years. I think it's stronger than the draft we got caught Kanyemi in for sure and definitely stronger than the Nico Heischer and Nolan Patrick draft. I don't know. I'll turn that to you. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm, I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think there is some – I mean, the, your first your first group of kids look really talented overall. Um, uh, I like the chance that you know we we could be looking at a first round. You know, we could be looking at picking up uh, Lafreniere. And uh, it's funny. Uh, I tried my hardest to say that as good as I can because down here we pronounce uh, Lafreniere as uh, Lafreniere. 
So, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that goes out to everyone who made fun of me, which is Neil and Shane for, uh, you know, while I was, while I was doing New Jersey, you know, we talked, uh, Tyler, Tyler Seguin a lot. And, uh, I used to say Tyler Seguin. I've said Seguin, Seguin. He wants to say fucking, I don't, I don't even remember. It's been a minute, but yeah. So they, they chirp me, you know, for trying to make sure I say his fucking name. Right. So I know how to say the man's name. We say shit different down here. We pronounce, uh, the street fucking Burgundy is Burgundy. So if you can, if you can understand that, you know, like we just don't fucking say it the right way, but we know how to say it. It's just kind of how it is. Yeah, I mean, I think once he's wearing the blue bonquet rouge, you'll figure out how to wear <laughs> his name, how to say his name pretty quickly. And getting on to that, um, you know, I don't think it's any surprise that one of the um, playing teams won. I think the way 2020 is gone, it, it was going to be one of the playing teams. There's nothing normal. There's nothing kind about this year. 2020 has said fuck you to literally every single person. So... <laughs> I, you know what? And honestly, I'm okay. I'm so okay with the Sens not having a first overall pick. Well, I'm okay. I, with the, I, I don't Shane, Shane has been adamant about, you know, just, just the whole time I was working with Shane on just how fluid this, you know, this draft was going to be for them because he, he was feeling it. He knew he was going to get either the first and the fourth or the second and the third. And it is just, you know, like, I think it spoiled Shane a little bit. And uh, when this news came out, I'm sure it shocked a lot of people. But uh, I'm trying to remember who said it. It might have been Tom. But what it really does is that by allowing it to go to one of these players and in, in the basically like the round robin situation we got going on, it makes watching these playoffs that much more intense. Oh, you know? so these play-in games are now, you know, no one's gonna fucking burnout you know they're not going to just fucking hand it in to try to get this pick it doesn't matter if you win or you don't you still get a fucking chance at it so i just think that these you know this this play-in round is going to be that much more intense it gives a reason to watch all the games it gives people that don't watch hockey a reason to watch the sport other than it might be the only sport on that is national at this time um i'm just fucking excited i'm ecstatic um, I thought about it the other day. I saw you put it in there in Slack, and I was like, holy fuck, Jesus, we're getting Lafreniere. <laughs> the luck's on our side. Um, and, and what I love about it is that as soon as, as, soon as we, we laughed about that, I hit up Twitter, I'm looking around, and then someone posted this unique uh, handshake line from uh romanov with romanov and man they already have a sick dap going off these kids love to play together and there there could be there could be a chance you know and uh it makes me fucking excited i mean like we both know it's a bit of a stretch but i think when you're a habs fan we we are gonna look at any little sign we scrutinize absolutely everything and just pulling it a little bit back because i want i will cover that i do want to talk about that but We've had Shane on on this show. I've You've worked with him a lot. I have – I don't know if listeners – I think listeners know. We did a three-part with Shane's podcast. I've featured on his podcast. If, if you've listened to Shane, you'll understand there is no person that it could have been funnier to happen to than Shane. Because when Shane believes he's right about something, oh, my God. And then to prove him wrong, it just – 
Oh, it, it, it is so funny. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy that Eugene Melnick did not get rewarded for just his bullshit because I, we, I was talking about this with a buddy. You know how lucky the Sens were that San Jose sucked? I don't think anyone could have predicted that. No. Uh, and I, I, you know, so, so being like, you know, like, I guess people are going to, they know who I am, you know, but it, it's good for them to get an understanding. Like, you know, I follow the Preds, I follow San Jose and I follow Montreal, Montreal being my heart, you know, but, um, you know, I converted my cousins in, into watching this game and they've become diehard fucking Sharks fans. And I remember telling them like two weeks ago when we were hanging out, I was like, never have, you know, never would I have thought that of of all the teams that are going into this playoffs, that it would be Montreal and the Predators and not San Jose. And this oh, season no. for them has just been insane. Um it's it's been kind of hard to watch. I'm not gonna lie, you know, <laughs> you know, just to see it. Uh, you know, I, I think that they're truthfully getting to experience what me and you have been going through since uh, our last real big playoff run, which was what, like 2015, 16. Uh, 16, seven. Ooh, it was Drewen's second year. I it it doesn't. It was the year with Radulov. Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but uh. I really couldn't – I really did not expect this from the Sharks. You know, I know they made some crazy moves, you know, that kind of uh, hurt their system. But, um, man, I – I mean, it – I think I think we beat around talking about other teams. <laughs> Are you so fucking happy that we might get laughing in? I am so hyped. This guy Dude, look. Is- so <laughs> let, let me tell you from my experience, right? So I didn't give two fucks about Lafreniere because I didn't think we had a shot at getting this kid. I worked on a podcast with Shane where that's all they talked about is getting this fucking, you know, Shane's going to fucking evolve into this amazing team with this kid. This kid was never on my fucking radar because I didn't think that any of my three teams had a fucking shot at, at you know, the top four fucking picks, you know? So now that he is, I, you know, when we <laughs> talked about it like two days ago, dude, like I have just been like blown away that <laughs> we, we got a shot at this, you know, and now I'm looking up this kid. I, I've known about him, you know, but like, but really it's starting to sink in that we have a shot to get a very, very high caliber kid at, at such a young age, you know, that, that could be pretty much close to being ready to play right now. A very realistic shot too. Yeah. Because Montreal was the worst playing team. Well, we are the worst playing team. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but the it, only thing go ahead. that's going to suck is when Carey Price clutches that playing playing series. Right. Um, it's going to be bittersweet because I can't root for my team to lose. But oh, if 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 Carey does it, I know there's just going to be it's going to be so happy, and it's going to there's going to be crowds going crazy. Well. Hopefully not crowds going crazy because COVID, but people are going to be, you know, <laughs> through Skype calls, Zoom calls going wild. But, man, there's going to be that slight pain of if – because if it turns out that we'd won it and Pittsburgh get the first overall pick, another one. Right. I don't know if it would be a more painful – could you imagine Lafreniere with Malkin and Crosby just – oh, he would turn into – a stud he'd be the next Patrick Kane like winger in the league and uh what about this bud so 
So um, I believe if we didn't make the playoffs, it would have been the Sabres, right? So if the Sabres had the play in and they lost and Jack Eichel finally could have had something to work with, you know, and maybe maybe a build around this team. So I know that these poor Sabre fans, you know, like it's just adding up for them, you know, like how long is Eichel going to sit around, you know, like he's already fed up. We know he's fucking fed up, you know, uh, and his re-signs coming up, you know, so I, I just – I feel for them, but uh, fuck, now that I have a shot, man, I'm sorry. Like, you guys got to take the back seat. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I just think it's fucking hilarious. The The Sabres, are, their organization is so shit that they missed out on an opportunity to lose, and then they, they failed at losing. Mm-hmm. Think about that. They <laughs> If they had just won one more – like, Montreal – was an awful team this year. The fact that Buffalo couldn't get, I think, wasn't it like two points? Let me check real quick. They weren't so off three. by much because I, I remember that, like, if I'm not mistaken, they were the next, like, if we didn't win one game, we wouldn't be in, they were, they're like the 25th and we would have, we would have swapped fucking places. Yeah, we beat them by three points and we had two more games played. Yeah. <laughs> I just, that organization is such a joke. It's in fucking shambles, dude, and I feel I feel so bad for the fucking fan base there, dude, because they're just going through some shit. I saw some. Uh, this is a never gonna happen scenario. I thought I'd pitch it to you. Let me hear it. About it. I saw this on Twitter. I forget who tweeted it. If I remember when I'm when I'm editing this, I'll try to plug it in. You might hear a voiceover right now, but <laughs> if I don't, whatever. I'm sorry. Um, it was. Max Domi, Ryan Paling, and a first-round pick for Jack Eichel. And my question is, would you be happy? Um, ah, fuck, dude. All right, I would. I, would I want Jack Eichel? Absolutely. I think that. I, I think that he has a great. Um, presence on the ice I think that he is a number one player for any team that he goes on um and I know that people might say he's uh, you know his emotions for the game is is a little off I think that's wrong I think that he's playing for an organization that doesn't know anything about fucking hockey they just got rid of fucking everybody again this dude has watched you know his possibility of being uh you know keeping ryan o'reilly ryan o'reilly leaves he wins the fucking cup the next year it, it's all adding to what this guy you know is inevitably inevitably gonna do because he's not gonna say in and you know with buffalo you just i don't see them fucking making it an amazing place for him to be um would i take it that's fucking hard to say i I just don't know. I think uh, I think Poling's got a fucking great shot here. We've, I mean, the kid came out. What didn't he get like a fucking hat trick or like four goals his first night as a fucking Canadian in a sweater? Shootout winner. Max Domi had an amazing first season with us. I don't think that's over. I think he fits the fucking the mold weld here. Um, that would be really tough. Uh, I like Jack Eichel. If it happened, I wouldn't be upset. But I do like the pieces that we have those pieces moving would hurt me but i feel like that would be for us a fair trade i don't think for them they would see it as a fair trade here i'm i was on the same page as you when i first read this but then you know i look at that trade and 
the emotional attachment issues, the anxiety of losing Domi and Paling mm-hmm. would hurt me incredibly. Absolutely. But I I thought it, I would take that trade. But you're getting a number so, one player. Like you're getting your uh, a young captain. Like you know, you're getting your star player. I would, I I would willingly give up multiple first round picks on top of that deal. Dude, I hate that he is never – he's not talked about enough, and it's because of where he plays. It's just because of where he plays. He's never talked about enough, and he his, – his, it's not like his points or, you know, his, his offensive capabilities are, are lackluster. No, they're fucking top tier. Just no one wants to talk about fucking Buffalo because it's a fucking shit show. Well, look who – it's not like they don't – like, look who he plays with. He plays with Darlene. He plays with Ristolainen. He plays with Sam Reinhart, a second overall pick. He plays with Jeff Skinner, who had, a, I think, a pretty – not a great year, but – Didn't have a great Jeff, year last year, but that first year, what, two years back, dude, he was a fucking monster, you know? That guy was one of the most consistent 30-goal scorers in the NHL for a long time. I'm missing players, too. I know I am. They've got a plethora of talent. No, they absolutely do. It, it's a, it's a well-stacked team. It's just not working. Which, which, sorry, kind of went off top, but leads me to my point of, I think, if Montreal, because I've heard whispers that are most likely false, <laughs> but of Eichel, you know, like, I think everyone knows that Eichel wants out, and I've heard grumblings on Twitter from non-insiders, but, you know, people from the diehards. Yeah, that, you know, Montreal could be a landing place, and I think that this is now this I would be willing to knowingly give up the first overall pick Domi and Paling for Jack Eichel. I think he's that good. Uh look, but I I <laughs> the man the man that would make that trade is our fucking GM and I'd stand exactly. by him. I'd stand fucking by him because that first pick, it's not guaranteed to be fucking amazing. Max Domi, I would fucking hate to see him go. I think Poling's got a fucking bright future with us, but we're taking a man that we know is better than all three of them and instantly adding them to a line. And yeah, we're not, you know, like we, I might be shitting on Buffalo pretty hard, but like, you know, we're not, we're not fucking great, but like that, that kid would make us fucking great. You know, like he would do a lot better in Montreal than he's doing in Buffalo. And I think that's just because they don't have a good team work mentality there. I'm, I think too, with Montreal, I think Cockney, I mean, people label him a bust and I get pissed because he was the fifth youngest player. We, we've talked, he was fifth youngest player in the NHL last year. People need to back off. I don't know if you've seen <laughs> any pictures of Cockney. I mean, he's getting he's fucking one, jacked. He's, he's getting fucking jacked. Putting a little fucking cake on him. Yeah. Nick Suzuki. I think could be better than Cockney. I mean, I think Cockney has an insane upside. I think they could both be potential first line centers. I think Suzuki has more superstar flair. I don't, I just get that vibe, but so I don't think Montreal is going to be hurting at the center position. We've got paling too. in a few years. This team's going to be good. Absolutely. And, and like we talked about like four or five episodes back, we got all these amazing fucking guys coming up. And we just don't know where the fuck to go with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I genuinely believe if you insert Jack Eichel, 
into next year's Montreal Canadiens. They make the playoffs. Brendan Gallagher scores 40 goals. Drouin gets 30. Weber puts up a 50-plus point season. And I bet you even Carey Price performs better. And then the following year, can you imagine Cole Caulfield with Jack Eichel? Jesus Christ. And, dude, Jack Eichel, dude, it feels like we've he's been around for years. He's only fucking 23. Like, I, this kid's I know. fucking he's a, he's dominant at such a young fucking age, and I know I know the young kids are, are the future for this fucking league. You know, like it, it just gets younger and, and more fast. This, this dude has been lights out every year. He gets better. I mean, especially scoring. I mean, this dude adds every fucking year on a team that is just fucking crumbling around him. Yeah, dude, I'd even take fucking uh, what's that big. Uh, uh, Risto, dude, I'd take him too. That That's a fucking monster. Oh, yeah. But I just think I, this is a big just. No, it's I a big just, but dude, if we, if we have a shot, dude, <laughs> we got the GM that's got the fucking loose cannon enough to fucking take it. I mean, the kid was up for the Calder in 16. Like, he was like three people behind, you know, but I, when fucking I say, lights when I Big just, though. I mean, I mean, Montreal is just a star center away from greatness and i know that's what i mean i i know it's a big just but i think it's it's that, possible that, yes and because that they're is not why, go ahead go ahead i'm getting i'm getting excited bro. <laughs> that is why the prospect of lafreniere excites me so much because eichel would accelerate eichel will is and will be better than any center prospect we have on our team I can say that in full confidence. And if I'm proven wrong, that is such an outlandish comment that, you know, you can't blame me because that's just a duh, you know, like no shit. Yeah, dude. But I don't think there's a team out there that wouldn't make room for Jack Eichel on their team. Yeah. But in saying that, I genuinely believe we're going to have a superstar center in Kakanami or Suzuki, one of them, if not both. So the idea of pairing Lafreniere, aside from the fact that you're adding a great winger, but adding a, I just the way Lafreniere plays, I just look at the way Kakinami and Suzuki are great, but they're they've got great vision too in passing. So I just think you put Lafreniere does it all. He scores goals. He puts up point. He does everything, and he adds great. I just think you add Lafreniere with them. He matches their play style perfectly. To the point where I think it obviously Montreal would be benefiting from a first overall pick, but I think they'd be benefiting not only from a first overall pick, but a first overall pick that would be a perfect story. Not only does he fit our team, I think he'd fit chemistry wise beautifully. The kid is from Quebec. You know, Quebec. You know, the last time Montreal had a Quebec superstar, I wasn't born. Like, Montreal has been dying. For this Quebec-born, this French francophone superstar for so long, I just think, <laughs> oh, if 2020 oh, can do fuck. anything right, anything right at all, please let it be this. Please, <laughs> fucking God. Oh Jesus, dude, that was fucking hysterical. <laughs> I'd love it. I'd love it, man. Uh, dude, that was fucking. <laughs> Fucking Francophone. 
Oh, fuck, dude. That's funny as shit. And, uh, dude, with with something as funny as that, dude, I'm just going to segue into our fucking ad read, okay? Uh, So... So man, we got we got approached by uh by Atomic Wedgie uh for an ad read. So so here we go with it. You know, Atomic ad, uh Atomic Wedgie, if people don't know what the fuck that is, it's a humor website, uh atomicwedgie.com. It's an official Atomic Wedgie site of American culture, snapshots, videos shared. It's got baseball, MLB, bodybuilding, stag parties. Dude, it's basically just anything you can think of. Uh, but it's it's a lot of prank based shit. And um uh, I got on there when I first, you know, when I was first told that we were going to have an ad read by them. And uh, I can't, I can't lie. This is the site that if I was a younger kid, I would fucking like, this is where I would get all my material from. Um, <laughs> they're, they're just, they're just there to help you fuck over your friends. And um, I guess what I can make this better as, is I can tell a story from my past about pranking my friends and uh but like, do you have any fucking prank stories? I don't know how Canada is about pranking. Like, I don't know how y'all's friendship bond is, but like we would do shit that would like cross the lines of like probably fighting a friend at the end of the day. <laughs> oh man, you're totally putting me on the spot here. Uh I could tell Mon first while you think about it, bud. But uh, you know, I, I thought about it. I thought it'd be funny if we brought up something like that on this. So uh I was gonna give mine a go. So all right, so for me. When we were in high school, right after Katrina, you know, they kind of put all the schools together in one system that way. It was basically like a daycare so the parents could, you know, rebuild their houses and shit and didn't have us in the way. So what we would fucking do is we would bring our school bags, which were fucking empty because there was there was no knowledge going on. We would put fucking ropes and zip ties and uh, padlock lockers in our school bags. And if you fucking fell asleep in a class, what we would do was we would padlock you or zip tie you to the chair so you couldn't move so shit was hilarious you know you'd get up to go to fucking leave you'd rip your your pant loop or whatever or you just couldn't move you weren't strong enough to get out of it so we had this one kid that would always fucking sleep in class and me and my boy carlo um we decided that we were going to do something that was a little bit bigger so what we did was we ended up zip tying his shit to a super knotted uh rope and we put about like 10 feet of slack on this rope. And then we, we tied it to the chair like two or three times right around the, the, the little legs. And so that way when the bell rung, we were hoping that this dude would get up and have some slack to walk. And just so <laughs> it fucking worked perfectly, the fucking bell rings. Me and my boy exit out the back window and it just, you know, back the back door by the window and we're just watching. This dude gets woken up by the teacher. He puts his shit in his bag. He gets up. And it's perfect. He doesn't notice it. We're watching the slack just slowly go away until, dude, boom. He catches the fucking the slack ends, and he's dragging this fucking desk across the room. And he sat in about the middle of the class. So that meant he was pushing tables with him. He was moving the whole classroom of chairs with him. And this teacher was so fed up with this shit that this kid actually got fucking suspended for it. She said, I- I've had enough of your shit. And this kid was so fucking dumbfounded. <laughs> you guys are just cruel, man. <laughs> but dude, this teacher was just sitting in her desk. You know, she, she woke him up, she went back to her desk and she is watching this kid just corral 15 
just desk with him as he's trying to leave. And she just had enough, dude. She sat him down. They cut the, <laughs> cut the fucking rope off. He missed the bus to go home. He got suspended. And I swear, we told this dude at the end of the, at the, end of the year it was us. But, man, uh, it was probably one of my favorite pranks growing up, uh, especially, especially during the time when there was no school, really. It was just kind of putting us together to do absolutely nothing but come up with shit like this. So I figured I would share that story for our Atomic Wedgie ad read. <laughs> oh, I'd lose it, man. <laughs> like, it took them, like... They for, like you know because like no one's got knives you know this is a fucking school so they had to go to the cafeteria they had to bring someone back with a knife and cut this dude out of this fucking out of this situation we put him in and we sat by this window and watched this shit happen dude it took him like 20 minutes to to get you know to get all the shit of him being uncut loot you know misses the bus goes to fucking the principal they suspend his ass for a day <laughs> Oh no! So I figured that'd be probably the rudest, most fucked up uh, prank we've ever done. But I hope Atomic Wedgie appreciates it. And uh, folks, uh, I don't, th- I don't expect you to do shit like that, like I did. I'm a little demented when it comes to pranks like that. But Atomic Wedgie has a practical uh, look at at pranks. You know, like you won't find something like that. And if you do, fucking. Give it a shot if you, if you got the balls to do it. If not, dude, they got just very humble pranks. But it's really a good place just for a good laugh to, to check out. So I, I would just recommend anyone checking out. That is AtomicWedgie.com. And, um, dude, that was, our fuck, that was our funny ad read of the fucking night. <laughs> and I think it's a, um, a perfect place to kind of wrap things up. Obviously, we're going to be back full time now. And uh, we don't want to make this too, too long. We got to save some stuff to talk about for next week. That's right. And uh, we'll, probably, we'll probably be hearing more, more laughing a stuff, more actual Habs content. We kind of just did an NHL thing, but we just kind of wanted to dip our feet back into the water, you know, see how things go. And I just got to say, we're super stoked to be back. And man, I'm, I'm just excited for playoff hockey to start then. Me too, man. Um, I'm getting people excited at work. There's nothing to do, so they're giving the sport a try. You know, I got a kid who's who wants to watch the Canadians. This motherfucker wanted to get into the NHL, and he likes Arizona, like he likes their baseball team or whatever. And I was like, cool. Well, you know the you know uh, the Yotes are doing really good. This is a great season to watch them. But he's like, oh no, I can't. I can't be a bandwagon. I can't watch a team because they're fucking good. And then finally, he was just like, uh, he he was he was into the the Devils because I was doing the podcast. Uh, I'm not on it. He still follows them, but he wanted to know where I went. Obviously, it didn't. It didn't get out to him where I am. I'm at home, is what I'm considering this. But uh, he's he's trying to watch the Canadians now, so I'm gonna watch a couple games with him this playoff uh, and try to get him try to get him uh, rooting for the Blue Blanc Rouge. Um, but man, for next episode, I'd love to do a segment where we can at least get maybe, if not Shane, maybe one of the Clink brothers on and just just hear how fucking fed up they are with the, the nhl fucking them out of this pick um but i'd like to close it saying that if, if we had to get jack eichel i would i would definitely be down with whatever we had to do to get him oh 100 and <laughs> hopefully next time this time next week we're going to be talking about mark bergevin's amazing trade to acquire jack eichel <laughs> Oh, shit, dude. If if anybody can make it happen, he can. Uh, but, yeah, folks, you can find me at Bayou Benders on Instagram and, and Twitter. 
And we can always find Mason as, you know, our lovely host of Habs Nightly at Habs Nightly on Twitter. Um, we're getting more active, folks. Uh, this next season, we're going to make a lot of changes. So just, uh, you know, stick around and we'll be evolving. And we hope that you really like what we, uh, what we get, what we can offer you. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we're going to be around for the playoffs. So you yeah. guys stick around with us. We'll stick around for you. And, you know, hopefully we can produce some good content. But Did, Didn't you know, think I, I was going to be on a podcast that was going into the playoffs. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. It, it's definitely a shock. And, you know, it's kind of difficult wondering, am I rooting for us to make the playoffs? Am I rooting for the draft? I, I'm kind of torn right now. But, you know, we'll, we'll cover that more next time anyway. Uh, I thank you guys for stopping by. I've been Mason. You guys know Corey, the Bayou Benders. And, you know, once again, thank you guys for stopping by. And uh, we'll be back with you next week. All right, folks. Y'all have a good night. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.